pull up a bar stool. Hey, everybody. Big show today. We're going to keep it nice and simple. Big new feature rolled out by Facebook recently. Call to action buttons. Everything you need to know. I'm going to dip into some blogging tips. Um, I've had some time to reflect on what's gotten my blog to where it is now a little over two years later. And uh, I'll share that with you. So you ready? Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLoomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Today my guest is my dog, Rosita. Yep, Rosita, she just turned to look to me. I'm actually not supposed to look at her right now. Um, <laughs> there's a little behind-the-scenes story here, but Rosita, beautiful dog, nice nice little dog. Um, we rescued her last year. It's about eight months ago now. And uh, I think Rosita had a tough early life because um, while she loves us, she has figured out she does not like other people. And uh, she goes a bit crazy. Also, we've, we figured out after having a, a dog trainer in her house yesterday that she is ruling our house and us. So we need to, so she's tethered to me today and I'm not supposed to pay attention to her. It's kind of tough for me. So anyway, she's my guest. She's not drinking a beer. Um, I am though. It is a Batch 19 pre-prohibition style Bach. And uh, it's actually Coors. I did not realize this was a Coors, Coors Brewery Archive. Interesting. Um, good stuff, though. Raise a glass. Cheers. So Facebook has made me very happy lately. They've rolled out two pretty impressive and important little features. One, I guess, much more complicated than the other. Uh, the one that excited me most was the website custom audiences and by the way thank you with facebook for first of all giving it back to me <laughs> gave it to me briefly took it away gave it back to me but also of course then they completely changed the the, the flow and format of it so i had to update my blog post um anyway neither here nor there um but the newest one call to action buttons this i mean a very small little tweak that's kind of buried and you most marketers will not use it because most marketers are scared of Power Editor, but that's where you do it. And um, so you may have noticed these in, in your news feed from some brands, especially if you follow me, which I hope you do. Um, and there'll be a little call to action button with, that's within, so it's only when there are link shares. It's underneath the link title. So it's within that description that Facebook would typically automatically pull in from your site, from the metadata, though you can override that within Power Editor, another reason to use it. But those, so it's a native button, though, that you can add there. By default, there's no button, but you can add one that says either shop now, learn more, sign up, book now, or download. That's huge, man. I mean, this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um... And marketers under, should understand why this is a big deal. It's why we put, and, and we studies have shown this, that if you have some sort of call to action within the copy of, of your post, you're, gonna, you're bound to get more of that action, whatever it is. 
And it's also why a lot of uh, marketers, myself included, will try to embed a call to action button within the link thumbnail uh, to get to get that uh, that click as well. So um, it's a big deal. And anything that could increase click through rate is awesome. It's a it's something I'm excited about. Um, but this is also a big deal because and I know this from personal experience. Um, I add that button that contributes to within the thumbnail I'm talking about. If I, I, and I, I don't want to confuse you here. And previously I would create my own button within the thumbnail of, of my link. Um, and it would say like, click here or learn more or, or whatever it is. <clears throat> and that though, of course would apply to that 20% text rule, which we all hate. So that would then limit the amount of text even more that I could put into that thumbnail. So now I don't necessarily need to put that call to action in there anymore because Facebook puts puts it within the description, a nice little button that's native too. So um, I don't, we'll see how, how people react to it. But I feel like that should do really well. It's kind of like instead of a like button, it's a learn more, book now, shop now, whatever it is, you know. So I'm really excited about it. Now, when I first heard about it, I was like, ah, it's pretty cool. But, um, you know, so it happened within Power Editor when you create an unpublished post. Okay. So, yeah, that's great. But what about my organic posts? I mean, first of all, I saw the issue was, okay, I was going to share my organic posts. That's awesome. But normally I'd then promote that, which would, I would get a lot of activity off of it because of the organic activity I got too. Okay. But but what I thought was going to happen was, okay, I created this great organic post that didn't have a button in it. Well, now i got to create a, an ad with the, the unpublished post with the button. As a, was I going to lose anything there? Anyway, a lot of talking for no reason because within Power Editor, something I often forget and most marketers do because it's kind of pointless, you can actually manage your page within Power Editor, create posts within Power Editor. And actually, the... Creating an unpublished post is actually part of that, and you could publish that post. So, um, point being, if you go through the manage pages uh, area of Power Editor, you can create, first of all, an unpublished post that, without creating an ad, right? So, you can do this without even creating an ad, and then um, just publish it. That's all, just publish it. And then it has the button in it uh, within an organic post. So, yeah, you can create it for both organic posts and then, of course, for ads. And I've just started doing it. My plan, because here's the way I currently publish content, share content. Every morning, if I've created a new blog post, I'll share my latest blog posts with my Facebook community. And up until now, I've been scheduling that through really just through Facebook uh, and sometimes actually I don't do that part through uh, post planner I'll do it through Facebook and um, so you know and now though I'll do it through power editor because I'll have that uh, I want to have that call to action button in there All right so I'll, I'll schedule it the night before and do it within power editor and then of course I'll turn it into an ad which I always do as well um, so that, that's that's the first thing the second thing is though Every night, and I've said this before, I'll, I will reshare evergreen content that I've written in the past. Um, and typically, 
um, I'll just do that through Facebook or through Post Planner. So, sorry, Post Planner, but this actually impacts you a little bit, at least at this point. So, for me, I want to use those call to action buttons. And um, so, that those nightly posts now, well, this is going to be a little bit more of a pain for me because um, normally I'd love to upload those into Post Planner. But I'm going to start scheduling those, at least for now, with Empower Editor. Hopefully, Post Planner is going to have a, an update for that to include the call to action button because I think that could be huge. Now, making some assumptions here, but I think it's going to be big. You never know how people are going to react to them. It, it may may do nothing. It may be a negative. Like I, I saw one person comment on my blog, I think is, is a good point, that people may, like when you do it organically, people may see it as an ad. And automatically people do uh, react a li- little differently to a promoted post than they do organically. Some of them completely ignore it. Some of them, some people just hate it and like market to spam and whatnot. So um, while it should help ads because there were already ads anyway, um, the organic stuff could potentially be hurt. But, you know, we won't know until we test it out, right, people? It's something we've learned. Don't assume anything. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so for me, I'm going to use it anytime I'm driving traffic to my website. Um, and that's my recommendation for you as well. So I'll include things like selling products, of course, whether it's organically or with an ad. Um, sending people to register for your newsletter or webinar. Every time I'm going to promote a blog post, share a blog post, it's going to include that little call to action button. Asking for ebook downloads, the, the download call to action, great. I mean, it's perfect. And um, for me personally, at least, booking my one on one sessions because you have the book now option. I actually saw someone else who's, I think they had an event. Um, they included this on as, as well, which I thought was interesting. Um, I'm not really sure how they did it now that I think about it. But uh, there are all kinds of different things that you can do this for. But the, the, the other thing to, to think about here is this could be good for split testing purposes. So let's say you've got a product. Um, there's some kind of hard sell buttons in there, right? Like shop now, sign up, book now. Those are the kind of the hard sell buttons. Uh, so try those, but how about learn more? That, that may, in some cases, work better um, to, to use the soft sell approach. But... Um, for me too, I'd be kind of interested in a, a customizable button. Though I, I'm, the issue with that, of course, is there probably have to be some sort of approval process for each one. Um, so I don't know if that works, or at least if Facebook could open it up a little bit, create a few more buttons. I think that'd be pretty awesome. So for me, that's the biggest news of the day, um, and that will be taking up a lot of my content this week. I've already written a blog post on that. Um, if you haven't read it yet, make sure you just go to johnlimmer.com slash CTA for call to action. And uh, that'll have the, the full tutorial on how you can get set up and some thoughts on how to create it. Um, but I'm going to also have my video blog covering that topic this week. And of course, this little podcast. So I dedicate this much time to it when I think it's a big deal. And it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So raise a bottle to the call to action buttons. Cheers. All right. So next thing, I, you know, I want to start using my podcast 
to talk a little bit more about other topics beyond just Facebook marketing. And basically the other things that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis basis as a, an online business owner. Um, and so I feel like, you know, especially now that I think my greatest success, I mean, say what you will about Facebook and what I've done on Facebook, but I, I think the my greatest success is what I've been able to do with my blog. Partly because I really didn't know what I was doing when I started. And so I think I'm most proud of that success. Um, and also it's something, you know, you actually kind of own as opposed to the, the efforts on a social network. So I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. And given, you know, the, the recognition now I've gotten two years in a row being, uh, first of all, within the top 10 list for social media examiner top 10. And then just recently being named number one on that list this year. I mean, that's, that's huge. Um, and, you know, I've, I've kind of gone back and forth on how to even address it. Like last year, I made a really big deal out of it. Like I wrote several blog posts about it. Um, it I mean, it's a big, big deal for my business at the time um, and, and my growth. And for me now, it's a little different. Like I've been there before. I don't want to say been there, done that. But, um, it, you know, obviously it's I can't act all surprised and like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing anymore because I guess I do now. All right. Um, so, and, and I'm kind of an open book when it comes to my results, although I rarely get into revenue, though I'll, I'll do it on a rare occasion um, to prove a point. But January was my biggest traffic month ever um, with 300,000 page views. And based on February's early returns, I should easily surpass that in February. And that's even with the shortened month. And so we're, we're already looking at well over 4 million page views total in uh, just over two years. And so to me, it's really kind of amazing uh, when I think back to where I've come from with this blog and how, I again, I had no clue what I was doing, but I can no longer laugh off that I don't know what I'm doing because I think I do now. Um, so I, I want to use that information that I know to try to help you because I know there's all kinds of info flowing around out there about how to get more traffic and a lot of it's shady, talking about black hat SEO stuff. And honestly, just like Facebook marketing, it's so much easier than we make it out to be. Not to make it seem like you can do this easily. That's not what I'm saying. But the process is so much simpler than worrying about algorithms and all this. Okay? Um, so, so let me kind of flow through my kind of stream of consciousness in terms of how I did it and how I think you can do it too. So the number one thing, at least on my list... Um, that I think is really most important, is niche focus. Um, this is one of those, it's kind of an obvious one, but I know it's painful and difficult. And it was even it was painful and difficult for me, even though I read over and over and over, you need a niche focus. And when I say niche focus, I mean as niche and niche as you can get while still knowing you will have an audience. I started blogging about all things social media, personal and commercial, 
I eventually morphed into focusing mainly on Facebook marketing, but even then, it didn't really take off until I became the uh, advanced Facebook marketing guy. And you know what? Even more than that, I think I've been the Facebook ads or Facebook power editor guy. If you ask anyone, who should I talk to about Facebook power editor, they're going to say me in almost I don't know, a lot of cases. Um, whereas you just talk about Facebook marketing, they're going to name me with a whole bunch of people. And that's fine. That's fine. There are a lot of people out there. But I've been able to find my niche because it's, that's my strength. That's um, what I know. And I write a lot about it. Okay, so find a niche focus. That's number one. And then next one is, you can't miss this one, write consistently. Write a lot, especially early. Now, I understand we all have limited resources. We all have limited time. Um, I talk a little bit about how I, you know, I will sacrifice a little bit of time for freedom. Or excuse me, I've sacrificed a little bit of money for freedom. Uh, and I won't work 12 hours a day, seven days a week. But that's especially now. In the early going, you may have to put in a little bit of extra time, okay? Because otherwise, just know, if you can only blog once a week, if you only blog three days a week, and your blog has not yet taken off, it's going to take a while. It is. Um, for a lot of reasons. If you don't blog frequently, I just, look, the way I look at my blog, I've got, you know, I, I should probably check. I probably have about a thousand blog posts now. I'd love to kind of commemorate that that uh, landmark when I hit there, that milestone when I hit there. But um, it, it gives Google so many pages to index, but it also gives readers so many chances to see me and reasons to see me instead of, like if you put all your eggs into one basket per week, it's fewer baskets to be seen, right? Um, now obviously, you don't want to do that at the expense of quality, but post as consistently and as often as you can. And this, if you can, this means also scheduling stuff out um, and kind of plan it out. Like uh, I'm kind of from the Marcus Sheridan School of Blogging where he says to uh, kind of go in, uh, write a list, a list of all the questions you get from your clients and readers and whoever. Write a list of all the specific questions they are asking you. And now you're going to write a blog post that answers each one of these questions. So an individual blog post for each of those questions. And that's essentially what I do. Um, so think about that. Because when people are searching Google, what are they searching for? How do I blah, blah, blah. How do I create a website custom audience? What is a website custom audience? How do I create a, a call to action button with my Facebook ad? Those are the things you should be, should be thinking about. That's, that's your starting point when you're writing a post. That could be your, your title. Um, I'm not a big SEO guy. I don't even know really a whole lot about SEO when it comes down to it. I, I admit it. But I also understand user behavior. I want to make sure that certain words are in a title the way that I'm assuming people are asking a question and typing in a search. Sure, I could use the Google search tool and all this stuff. Um, maybe I should use it. I don't. But I, I think about it the way people would be looking for it. That's all. I don't worry about keyword density and all that. Really, pretty much algorithm BS. 
which is if you chase that stuff, it's like chasing a drink, um, and you're you're gonna it's gonna burn you eventually. All I care about is answering a very basic question, doing it thoroughly and well. Okay, so answer a very specific question. Do that for all your posts. That's how uh, that that will help a lot in terms of driving some search traffic, but also just being helpful. Another one that I didn't learn uh, or I learned the hard way, start an email list early. It took me six months before I started my email list. Um, as soon as you start your blog, have an email list. I don't care if you have two subscribers or zero subscribers, have an email list. Um, you can start out with something like um, MailChimp or AWeber. I've since upgraded to Infusionsoft. Use whatever works for you. But uh, you got to start one, and um, this will also go, you know, apply to my next point. But within your theme, make sure you have really clear boxes to subscribe to your newsletter. Okay, um, build that list. You got to build that list. It's so important. So I have a box at the top of every blog post. I also have a pop-up that appears from Pippity, by the way, is, is the name of the tool. It's like a $30 tool, something like that. Once you scroll down and maybe you're about to exit or something, and it only goes every 14 days for me, you determine determine how annoying, annoying you want it to be. But uh, it brings up the pop-up box about, you know, make sure you subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, also have some sort of content you can give away in exchange for for signing up to your email list. So... Uh, it could be a, put out an ebook, something that attracts people. Um, so build that email list, make it a priority. Okay. Now the next one again, I kind of alluded to theme here a minute ago, but make sure you have a professional theme and design. Um, easily missed. People think the content will carry you, and for the most part, this is definitely not true. You'll turn people away. If your blog, because you have a very short attention span that you're dealing with here with people. If they get here and they're like, what is this? It looks like someone made it in their elementary school. Um, it's You're not going to keep people, no matter how good the content is, because they're not even going to get past the title. So, and these aren't these aren't expensive people. Like I hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I got a limited budget. Like, yeah, so did I. And I wish I would have spent earlier on this because it's like you're talking about $50, maybe $100 on a theme. And it's not a monthly fee. It's like a one-time. Knock it out. All right. <clears throat> and then in terms of design, if you're not a designer, get someone else to do it for you. So these are little basic things like logo, colors. Um, get some help there because if that's off, you send a bad impression and uh, you lose people. You absolutely do. Okay, so that's uh, theme and design. Can I have a drink real quick? I also have a cold, if you can't tell. My apologies. I'm sure this beer is helping me. Cheers. Next up, uh, something I've re- uh, learned the hard way over time. Readability. Okay, um, I've, I've always liked to write. But I don't think my content was necessarily online friendly when I started my blog. Even my blog within the last two and a half years, two plus years. Font size is important. I think right now I'm using a 15 pixel font size for the main body of my content. 
Um, it should be big, easy to read. Bigger is better in this case. Um, I was amazed by some, I think, smart people who will use really sm small font, like 12 pixel font. But additionally, they'll use small pixel font with long paragraphs. Like, do you realize how hard that is to read when you have people who, are, for the most part, they're scanning, right? They want to pay, pick out bits and pieces. They don't necessarily want to read every single word. So the formatting is really important for to be readable. So I use big font, short sentences. Also make sure you bold, italicize important things. Use a lot of uh, um, H2 headers, right, to break it up. So it's not just like one big chapter of a book. Break it up so they can like, again, scan through like, oh, I want to make sure I saw this part. Right. Very important. Use imagery to tell your story. For me, that's easy. I don't have to get a designer for half this stuff or 90% of this stuff. It's like I'm showing you how to do something. So I will use screen grabs to, to help make my point because a lot of people are very visual. And being visual can contribute significantly to the readability of your blog. And, um, and finally with that, be descriptive and detailed, but without being overwhelming. So I admit I'm a wordy guy, and that's something I'll continue to work on. Try to limit um, unnecessary words and phrases and paragraphs. Keep it as basic as possible while being as thorough as possible at the same time. It's a difficult balance, I know. But um, those are my tips for readability. Now, next, I know this, this, there's a lot of things, but again, a lot of this is, I think, common sense, uh, but it needs to be said. Next, make it very easy to share. So for me, I love the Flare plugin. Now, it doesn't mean you have to use the Flare plugin. Um, I know there are others, and I, should, I will always keep my eyes open for other ones because I believe Flare is no longer being updated, my understanding. Um... But I think it looks nice. I've got it. I've got some icons above my post, below my post, floating on the side, and it's all the important ones, right? I don't overwhelm you with silly social networks that hardly anyone uses. Um, so I use that first of all. Second one for anything that's imagery, I use the the, uh, the pin it uh, images. Pin it, I don't even remember what it's called, but it's a Pinterest plugin where you hover over. An image and a, a, a pin it button comes up where you then you click it and you can pin it to Pinterest. Now, I don't know how effective that is for me because I'm not, when I say I'm visual, I am, but it's not, most of it's not all that pin worthy. But if you're a photographer, uh, you do a lot of infographics, I do a few, that, that can be very helpful. Um, so that's the next thing for sharing. Uh, the, the final. Um, one for me is a nice little Twitter plugin I've really been using over the last few months. It's a click to tweet uh, plugin where I, I put this little passage after the you know after the first intro paragraph of my blog post. So right before the first H two first header row or header yeah first header I guess um, I'll put this click to tweet where it'll 
you know, I, I could be more creative with this and have like an actual quote from my, from my blog, whatever. But basically, I just try to summarize and tease a little bit um, and drive them to my blog. And I'm finding that a lot of people are clicking that because you know just by looking at the copy that's that's tweeted where it came from. And I, I know it's coming from that plugin. So I, I know that's doing it. I'd say between 30 and 50% of all tweets are coming from that plugin, which tells me it's really contributing to, to my tweets. So shareability, absolutely important. Um, again, I need, a, I need a drink as I shake off this cold here. Hold on. Cheers. Right, so next up, make sure you funnel into your blog from multiple locations. So what I mean by that, um, using several uh, social networks and other ways to drive traffic back to you. Obviously, email lists should be a very big part of that. Don't be too afraid of emailing too often. I email a lot. And yes, I get unsubscribed. I'm cool with that. But it's so big to my traffic that I've got to do it. Um, so that's, that's the main thing for me. But I also use Facebook organically. I use ads to drive traffic regularly. Um, I, like I said, I, I turn every post on Facebook in, into an ad. I want to say everyone, every new share, new share of a blog post into an ad and just promote it at a low level. But I also use Twitter. Um, I use a plugin on Twitter called, um, well, it was Tweetle Post. I can't remember what the, the other one I'm using now is. Um, but anyway, it automatically pulls old content from my site and tweets it. Just another way to co- constantly drive um, people back to my site with limited effort. And I do tweet um, live as well. Um, every new blog post I'll send out, I'll generate four, at least four tweets, sometimes five of that post to be to go out that day. I will share it to Google Plus. I share it um, to Pinterest. And um, often, you know, now that I have my video blog, I use my video blog also to drive traffic back. And I will put links within the description because I'll mention uh, within my video blog, you know, make sure you read this particular blog post about this topic. It's in the notes. So all these things are driving traffic back to my site. And note that I use completely different language in each area. I do not sync any of these together and say, I'm going to post this and it's going to automatically go to Facebook, Twitter, and everything. That's stupid. Don't do that. Um, so so I, I funnel everything back to my website for multiple locations, and it all adds up. Okay, next up, networking. So in the early going for me, this especially meant commenting on blog posts in particular, right? This didn't mean sharing my stuff on blog posts. It just meant contributing to the conversation so that the author and those reading it would start to know who I was and kind of recognize me. It's important to use that your profile photo used there is going to be easily associated with your blog, too, at a later date. Um, And yeah, you should have your your name linked to your website. So if anyone's curious who you are, they can click on that. That's awesome. That's that's one reason why I love discuss. Um, so do that network, but you know, get to know people. Don't it, again. Um, do this in a natural way. 
don't do it in a way that you're trying to, it's like, help me get my stuff shown kind of stuff. But you need to get to know some of these people. And maybe it will benefit you, but it'll benefit you in some way, whether or not they share your stuff. Just know that, you know, once Mari Smith and Amy Porterfield shared my stuff, that changed everything for my website. So without them, um, it would have been a slower growth. And that's why, why it's so important to uh, get to know those people, those important people within your industry. Finally, set goals. Got to set goals. Um, it could be incremental goals. You know, be realistic, but uh, something to shoot for. But don't have huge goals that you can't accomplish within the first month, first six months, first year, and then you're frustrated. Make it something that's, that's reachable and celebrate it when you reach it. And then up those goals when you do. Um, I tell you, I obsess over my numbers maybe too much because they're not always numbers that matter that much. I admit it. But um, I have new goals on my, on my wall. And um, I have a goal for this year of getting 3 million page views just this year. And considering what I've already told you, that I had 30,000 in January and I'm going to have more than that in February, um, that may be a pretty conservative goal. But I didn't know. I mean, heading into January, I didn't see anything like that before. So um, that, there's, but it's a reachable, reachable goal and I'll be very happy to surpass it. Um, another one I have on there was oh, uh, was a little bit more than a million and a half annual u- unique visitors. And again, that'll go with the first one. And then also have a day where I have 30,000 page views. This one's actually interesting to me because you may be surprised to know that my biggest traffic day ever wasn't during a recent time when I was getting big traffic months. Um, I, I had old, old content that was about personal use of Facebook and hoaxes and, and privacy settings that would occasionally blow up and do really well. Of course, never led to business. And I think I had a day that was 26,000 page views or something like that. And I had a few that were really high from, from that post, from a series of posts like that. So my goal is to not only put that record in my rearview mirror, but do it with relevant content. But what's funny is that now it's like I don't even really need a big day, a big post like that because like all these posts kind of add up. But I just would love to have a set a new record in terms of that daily traffic. And like right now, every day is ten to fifteen thousand. You know, pretty much. Um, weekends are lower, but uh, I'd love to have a breakout day. And as I record this on a Monday, it's gonna be one of my biggest days in a long, long time. Um, won't quite reach 20,000, I don't think, but it's a big day. But those are the kinds of things that, you know, I don't, I kind of feel silly for, for saying these numbers because um, you may be at a completely different stage. Just know that I was at your stage at one point and I would have laughed at these numbers as being reachable n- not too long ago. So set goals that are reachable now and, um, Increase those goals as you reach them, okay? But it's, it's, you got to have something that drives you, and that's one of the things that drives me. All right, all right. Um, well, I have asked our bartender for the tab. 
You cheapskate, I'm taking care of you once again. But thank you so much uh, for, for joining me, having a beer with me. Um, I hope you had one because I don't like it when my guests just sit there and lick like my dog with, with her face on the ground. I mean, I don't want her drinking beer, I guess, but you know. Oh, um, anyway, good stuff. Uh, for more on that blog post about the call to action buttons, go to johnlimber.com slash CTA. Um, and by the time this comes out, you know, as I've recorded this, I've thought it's probably good if I write a blog post that pretty much covers what I just talked about on blogging tips to success. So be, a look at, be on a lookout for that as well. All right, my friend. Um, and one final thing, make sure that you've uh, rated and reviewed me on iTunes, please. Really need it. Really do. Can't say it enough. I see my, my podcast is a huge part of my potential success in 2014. Need your help to get there if I can. All right? Thank you. Until next time, do awesome things.